preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. I'm Hal. And I'm Judy. And we have the best gigs in the world, probably. Hosting (laughs) America's number one pet show. Oh, I'm not supposed to tell anyone? No, this is hard work. Oh, yes. Breaking a sweat over here. Talking to you at 1-866-405-8405. I can't barely see you. Are you over there somewhere? I am over here. I'm behind all these books. We've got all these great books that came in. We've got the uh, chicken book the chicken soup books. Yeah, chicken soup series. Boy, I could say that. It's uh, chicken soup for the cat lovers and chicken soup for the dog lovers. Well, let's get rid of some of those so that yeah. I can see you. one 405 8405 Coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about a couple of very serious sicknesses for uh, cats called uh, chronic kidney failure and feline herpes virus. There's a lot of myths that surround kidney failure. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Also, picking the veterinarian. Yeah, you want to take a lot of time choosing your own doctor. You want to put the same care and consideration into choosing a vet for your animal. Yeah, it's it's really important, especially if they're not doing the test that you want them to do. We'll tell you how to find one that does what uh, what you want. Take care of your little pet. Also, animal communicator Joey Turner joins us. Uh, but first, you at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? This is Deborah. Did I actually get through? Yeah. Hi, you Deborah. did. Where are you calling oh from? God, how cool. From Southern California. Southern, where? Aliso Viejo. Oh, very Lucky beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it's excellent. I'm a little bit jealous. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you okay? know, I am blessed. Truly blessed. But I actually won my book. Yeah, you were calling in for what book? The uh, Chicken Soup for the Cat Lover's Soul. I Woo-hoo! have a copy for you. Yay! It, you know, it's cool. Have my you, sister works at the Pinellas County uh, Animal Shelter down in Florida, and she's been dealing with all of the displaced animals from the hurricanes, and she needs this to brighten her day. Aww. Oh, really? So you're going to send this to her, a little present for her? I'm going to send it to her because with all the animals she has to go through daily, she needs something to brighten brighten up the happy stories. Well, she's our hero anyway for doing yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, she's special. She's special, but this is so awesome. I never win anything. <laughs> well, we'll send her some uh, other. We'll send you some other goodies to send to her. In some, oh, some, I would love what it. Kind yeah, of working, um, she's bringing in dogs and cats, and she's the one that has to determine whether they're adoptable or not. So she's got a, a tough road ahead of her, and she also does the mobile vet. Mm. So wow. with all these hurricanes, there's a, a lot of kittens and puppies looking for homes. So she's she's trying to place them. Very good for her. Do you have any yeah. pets yourself? I have a very spoiled golden retriever who is the queen, and the reason I work is to keep her in the lap of luxury. <laughs> All about her. I am merely her humble human. Well, I have some goodies for her, too. Uh, oh, Lynn will love it. Because everything is for her. You realize every gift that comes to the house is for her. Does she share? Um, on occasion, the remnants. But uh, she's more more concerned with if I'm on the couch, how to get me off so she can assume her napping spot. Oh, very okay. good. It's like, you're in my spot, Mom. Please remove yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I came fully trained. So she's a, she's an adoption, an emergency adoption as well. So uh, she's a gift every single day. Aren't they all? Oh, they're the best. They're the best. Well, hold on. You come home after the stinkiest day, and they look at you and say, you're still cool, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on one second. We'll get your address and all that information and send I you the goodie box. I would love it. Thank okay. you so much. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Hey, when you're on your way to work, it's the only thing that gets you through. <laughs> Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. 
Doctor Doctor Eric Lynn. Hi, sir. How are you? Very well. Please don't call me, sir. Okay. We don't give him that title around here. Oh, you guys are pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're you're the doctor here. You're the one that deserves the respect, Director of Regulatory and Veterinary Affairs for Vetikinol. Uh huh. Called you in because we we have two very serious illnesses that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, one was chronic kidney disease. The other, feline herpes virus. Okay. And let's start with chronic kidney disease. I know this has happened once or twice that uh-huh. I've had pets throughout my lifetime that have had kidney disease, one sort or another. It's it seems common. to be a very common uh, ailment. It's it's probably it's probably the leading cause of death in dogs and cats in the United States right now. Okay. Wow. Um, second only to to cancer in general. Um, uh, but it, it as as a as a leading cause, we think that about oh eight to ten percent of, of uh, animals over the age of ten suffer from chronic renal disease. And what what is that exactly for the listeners that might not know? Well, chronic kidney disease is just it's it's diagnosed by the a low specific gravity in the urine. In other words, the kidneys can't concentrate urine, mm-hmm. and an elevated level of serum urea nitrogen and creatinine, and those are are byproducts of protein metabolism and muscle breakdown. Those, that's the actual definition of the term kidney disease, but what it means for the, for the, the pet owner is that the animal has lost functional ability of the kidneys. About 75% of the kidney function is gone by the time we can see it in the clinic. And they might be ur- urinating out of the box and already having trouble. They're, they're probably the signs that, that the owners are going to see are these cats just aren't themselves. Mm-hmm. They're urinating a lot. They're drinking a lot. They, it's, um, Dr. Grower out of Kansas State University uses the analogy of you or I having a real bad case of the flu mm-hmm. and not being able to get over it. We just don't feel good. We don't want to eat. We don't have any energy. And then, of course, these other signs that we'd have. And it's always pretty much fatal, yeah? It will be, ultimately, certainly. Um, and the only thing we can do is help delay the progression of, of renal disease. Mm, okay. And, and what, what can we do to delay that? Some of the things that, that we want to look at is certainly fluid therapy is high on that list. Okay. Um, and a lot of veterinarians now are sending owners home with fluids to give to an animal. And they can do that just by, by placing a, a catheter just underneath the skin to help give them the fluids they need. And then depending on the other clinical signs that the animals might have, maybe they might have protein in the urine, they might have high blood pressure, they could have elevated levels of phosphorus. There's a a whole number of of other factors that go into renal failure, and a good diagnostic workup is going to be the best bet for how we treat these guys. Okay, many people say eating hard foods, for cats especially, eating hard foods can drive them into renal failure. Is that a fact? I I don't think it's a hard food. One of the things we'd see is it it can cause an increased or um, a, a quickening of the signs and symptoms because when they're feeling kind of bad, it's like we said, you and I feeling like we've got the flu. We just don't want to eat. And and certainly then we get some oral lesions on occasion with these guys because the toxins that are building up in the body make ulcers in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And so their teeth are sore, their mouth is sore, and they just don't feel like eating. Mm-hmm. So warming the food, maybe giving them a moist food, that's one of the things we have to be concerned about with renal failure is keeping up the caloric intake. Mm-hmm. Okay, what kind of diet, what should supplements should we be adding to the diet 
to slow down the process? It, it really makes a difference depending on what the clinical signs are and what we found is an abnormality. Okay. But basically, a lot of the renal diets that are out there now are low in phosphorus, mm-hmm. low in, in, in protein, but the protein quality is better. Okay, they give a better source of the protein, so it's more easily digestible, less byproducts. Uh, Omega-3 fatty acids have been shown to be very beneficial. And then in the case of those animals that might have elevated levels of phosphorus, then we might want to put a, a phosphate binder in the diet that would actually prevent the body from uptaking phosphorus in the gut, and it's eliminated then through the feces. What if my cat won't eat this special diet? And that's a big problem. And boy, I know for a fact that the pet food companies are spending millions of dollars making these renal diets, if you would, Uh more palatable. Uh Because we've removed the normal source of protein, because we've reduced the phosphorus in these, they just don't taste as well. And the thing we're looking at is reducing the phosphorus. Studies out of the Royal College of Veterinary Medicine in uh, London shown an increased survivability in those cats that had reduced phosphorus, either with a phosphorus-reduced diet or using a phosphate binder in the diet. And they increased their survivability time by two and a half times. So uh, say a cat was diagnosed with renal failure, elevated phosphorus levels, and we kept them on a normal diet, they would live on the average of 233 days. We bounced that up to over 600 days by mm-hmm. using a reduced phosphorus diet. Mm-hmm. Okay, what role does a pacotin? I've heard people talk about this. What role does that play in uh, treating or preventing chronic kidney disease? A pacotin is, is, is a very selective product. It's used as a phosphate binder. Okay. We mix it with the food, and for those cats that would eat a renal diet that's reduced phosphorus, but maybe they, they, they're in a social setting. You know, they have all their litter mates in the house, and we have four or five cats in the house, and they're used to eating mm-hmm. with everybody else. Well, now we're giving them a special diet, and they have to eat in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Cats are very social animals, and, and if we remove them off to the side and tell them to eat in there until they finish their supper, <laughs> they're, they're going to be worse off. So by putting a pacotin in the food with a normal diet, it inhibits the uptake of phosphorus. Oh. And so we're not increasing the serum or the blood levels of phosphorus. Very good. Okay, so is it something that gets sprinkled over the food? Uh, what kind of dosage? Is it every day or, or when you notice problems or, or it's a maintenance? It would be maintenance. It would be for life. Say so it's a real small amount and you mm-hmm. just dust it over the food and you feed it one of these scoops per 10 pounds of body weight of the cat. And if you got them divided up into two feedings a day, then you give them that scoop in the morning and that scoop in the evening. If you just let the cat nibble all day long, you put the entire daily dose on that food. It's very palatable. We've, we've looked at cats with um, this, and there was no difference in consumption, consumption of the, the meal with a pacotin on it or without it on it. Now, what if you have a multi-cat household? If you have another elder cat who doesn't have chronic kidney disease, if they eat this, can it harm them or can it help them? No, and that's one of the good things about it. The body is very conservative in its um, uh, metabolism of phosphorus. And so if we have a cat that's eating this diet with a phosphate binder, the body's going to conserve phosphorus. That's why we see such elevated levels of phosphorus in a lot of these cats that have renal disease, because the body's trying to conserve it. 
Mm, okay. Let's uh, switch gears, talk about feline herpes virus, which is probably one of those lesser-known viruses and diseases. First of all, how, how does one cat get this, and how does it manifest itself? Boy, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a long question there, I hate <laughs> to tell you. Um, w- w- these cats can get the herpes virus either from their mothers as kittens or from other cats in a cattery or closely affected to or closely related to other cats that are iron infected. It's, um, it's throughout the, the cat population. Some estimates are saying maybe 80% of, of the cats in the world are, are infected with the herpes virus. Mm. And a lot of them don't show the signs because it's what we call latent or it's hidden. But then if they're stressed or there's a problem, then they break with the, with the signs and symptoms, much like um, a cold sore for people. They could have it for, for years and years and years and never see the signs or symptoms until they get stressed. The in-laws come to visit, the wedding's coming up, a, a school graduation, and we break with these cold sores. Is it serious? Is it fatal? It can be fatal, especially in kittens. We could have corneal ulcers in the eye. We could uh, get just severe conjunctivitis, and because the body's trying to fight this virus, now it's not going to be able to fight the bacteria that's involved. And the same thing happens in the respiratory system. We get this virus in the, in the respiratory system, and then it leads to a secondary invader of maybe some bacterias. Mm. Okay. Okay. There's a medicine that uh, is useful for this called NSL F. There is nothing that will cure a virus. Nothing. I mean, the common cold is a virus. It has to run its course. But what we've seen with the herpes virus, they're um, rather unique organisms. They can't multiply and reproduce on their own. They have to invade a host cell. So in the case of the eyes, let's just look at the eyes. They go into the cornea or that clear coating of the eye. And they set up residence. Well, they tell the, the host cell or the corneal cells to start making more virus particles. Well, we found out that that, that host cell needs an, an amino acid called arginine to replicate the virus. Well, arginine and lysine, which is the active ingredient in the NSLF, lysine is, look very, very similar chemically. And we can trick that cell by giving this, this big dose of lysine, just an amino acid, typical found in proteins. And that host cell takes up that, that amino acid, and it can't make an active viral particle. So these viruses aren't replicating. They're not um, growing or, or rupturing these host cells once they get so full in there. And we decrease, one, the severity, and two, the duration of the eye involvement. As far as upper respiratory, we also do the same thing there. And if we keep an animal on a lysine supplement, we uh, minimize the incidence of flare-ups. Dr. Eric Lynn, we appreciate you spending time with us and inciting us on uh, these two diseases and their treatments for them. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to visit with you. Still to come on Animal Radio, we have animal communicator Joy Turner. Now, whether you believe in this or not, <laughs> we're getting a lot of response. So it's we're a gonna... lot of fun. I'm Anne-Marie Lucas, special investigator for the ASPCA, and I've seen the horrors of animal cruelty. Animals like Cherokee, a puppy I found abandoned in a vacant lot. When I rushed him to our shelter, x-rays showed his legs and ribs were broken. Cherokee was being beaten, and at just seven months old, this puppy had suffered a lifetime of abuse. 
No animal should have to suffer like this. Help us rescue more animals. Become an ASPCA guardian with a monthly gift right now. Call 1-866-MY-ASPCA or join online at myaspca.org. We'll rush you the photo of an animal in our shelter. Call or join online in the next 30 minutes and we'll also send you an ASPCA t-shirt absolutely free. Please reach out and save animals who are suffering right now. Call 1-866-MY-ASPCA or visit us at myaspca.org. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio Network. Talk with your animals is brought to you by Get Serious, the only stain remover that truly gets rid of stains and odors. Stop messing around with the others and get serious. Available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Well, hi, Joy. How are you doing this week? I'm really great. How about yourself, Hal? Very good. You know, we're getting lots of emails about you, lots of people asking questions. If you want to talk to Joy Weekly, give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. And uh, we have all of her information, uh, her website, how to get in touch with her at the AnimalRadio.com website. Uh, do you have someone on the phone? We actually do. Her name is Susan Smith. Hi, Susan. Hi. Hi. Well, I'm going to let you do your magic. Okay. Hi, Susan. Um, So who are we going to be talking to today? We're talking to Chi-Chi, my cat. Okay. And I guess I wanted to know, Joy, she has become um, a little clingier lately, and I wanted to know if she's just feeling insecure about the cat I brought into the house last year, or is it maybe she's not feeling good, or just kind of what's going on with Chi-Chi? Okay. Oh, she wants you to tell everyone that's listening something that's nice about her. Something you really like, something you really appreciate. Oh, sweet and affectionate. The most sweet and affectionate cat ever. She says, yes, thank you very much. That is her, and she speaks to me very softly and very sweetly. Uh Uh-huh, that's her. (laughs) Yes, and she says she wants to, first of all, tell you how much she loves you. Oh. And she wants to be sure that everything is okay between the two of you? Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I love her more than anything. Okay. Um, She was a little concerned that everything would be okay, which is why she's being a little more clingy. Okay. And she wanted to make sure that she was having, this is some strange questions, that she was sure she was having her good home. Are you thinking, you're not thinking of getting rid of her or anything, are you? Oh, no. All, all the cats, any animal that lives with us is with us forever. Oh, never. Never, never, never. Okay. This is her forever home. Okay. Um, she does have concern about something happening and you may be giving her away. Oh, okay. Well, we travel between two homes. And so sometimes we, you know, we're at this house and sometimes we're at another house. So... But she's always with us. But no, I would never give her away. Never. Okay. She said, are you sure? Because she didn't ever used to think that until recently. Okay. No. Oh, never. I would never give her away. Okay. She's still fairly insistent. She's not convinced. Oh. And this is why she's being clingy, because she isn't sure what she would do that would make you give her away. 
Oh, nothing. What can I do to convince her that I would not ever do that? Oh, um, okay. I see. She's showing me a picture of a dog. Okay. So I think I understand about that now. Okay. I think, was that the rescued dog? You rescued a dog and that dog needed to go somewhere else? Yeah, I had a dog that, um, well, died a year ago. But there was also a rescue dog that, yeah, needed to go someplace else. It was very ill. Okay, and that's what she's concerned about. If she gets sick or she something happens to her, is she going to get to have to go someplace else, too? Never. Okay, and she wants to know what the difference is, please, she says. Oh, well, I had her since she's been a baby, and uh, I'll take care of her forever. The other dog um, was seriously ill. It was dying. Okay, and, and this dog was just one that you had found... Yes. On the street or something? Yes, yes. And I had it here for a couple of days, trying to find it a new home, so on and so forth. But that, um, you know, I think somebody dumped the dog. It was seriously ill. Okay, okay. What I'm explaining to her is that when you invite an animal to come live into your home, it's different to you than when you find one that's hurt and needs help. Uh-huh. And the other dog that she was thinking about was one that you found that needed help, and you did the best that you could to help it. Right. However, the ones that you invite into your home and you bring into your home, you plan on having them be there. She says even if she gets that sick, will she get to be here? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, and she's asking me, so that's because she came here because you asked her to instead of you just found her? And I said, yes, that's that's the difference. Yeah, that's and the dog that I found was terminally ill. I took it to my vet for a checkup, uh -huh. and it had some tumors. It couldn't stand up. It was blind, and it was deaf. Um, it was very gravely ill. She was wondering why it was still alive. Okay, and now Chi-Chi is understanding that because this dog was just one you were trying to help instead of one you were intending to have be your dog, she can understand the difference between that now. Okay. So I would expect that you would be able to see her begin to change that clinginess and you'd want to talk to her okay. you would do that by speaking to her slowly making pictures in your head about as much as you can okay and remind her constantly that anyone that you bring into your home you will take care of no matter what that's true okay she Julie. needs to know that because she was not differentiating she was just seeing animal and this is what happened so maybe there would be something that would happen to her joy okay. are you able to tell chi chi that mommy's not going to abandon her i am and i have been actually speaking to her about that while i've been speaking to susan okay and she believes me to a certain point but she'll also believe her own experience and Oftentimes when animals have concerns like this, I can talk to them and they can believe me mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but it's really their human that they yeah, need. Yeah, it to has happen. to come from mom. Yes, they okay. really need to know it from their human. Very okay. good. Susan, thanks for calling. one 405 8405 Remember, Joy Turner can be heard every day, every weekday now on the full-time Animal Radio Channel, as well as in the Seattle area on Tuesday evenings at what time? Tuesday evenings is 5 to 6 p.m. And what is your website? Tell everyone... The website is www.talkwithyouranimals.com. Very good. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. I'm sure by now you've heard me talk about our studio cats here at Animal Radio. And anyone who has cats knows that they leave those little hairball presents behind for you all over your carpets. You can get the hairballs up, but what do you do about those stains? Well, I tried every product available in the grocery store and nothing worked. I removed the hairballs, but the stains were always left behind. Then I tried Get Serious. Wow, what a difference. 
Not only did Get Serious remove the new stains, but it removed the old stains too. And if you have those really tough old locked-in stains, all you have to do is just warm Get Serious in your microwave before applying. Get Serious not only removes the stains, but it removes odors and pheromones as well, all in under three minutes. And it's inexpensive. Get Serious saved my carpets and is personally endorsed by me, Judy, from Animal Radio. You can find Get Serious at PetSmart and in other pet stores all over. Visit their website at GetSeriousProducts.com. Listen up, Southern California. The third annual San Diego Pet Expo, brought to you by PetSmart, is December 10th and 11th at Del Mar Fairgrounds. This year's holiday extravaganza will feature exhibitors with the newest and hottest pet products and services. Find a furry new friend at San Diego's largest adoption parade at the San Diego Pet Expo. Join this fun family event for pictures with your pets and Santa, crafts, storytelling, and prizes. Join Animal Radio as we broadcast live from the San Diego Pet Expo, December 10th and 11th at Del Mar Fairgrounds. Log on to sdpetexpo.com to exhibit or to learn more about this holiday weekend of furry fun. Mark your calendar now for the third annual San Diego Pet Expo at Del Mar Fairgrounds, December 10th and 11th. Brought to you by PetSmart. Animal Minute is brought to you by Homeo Pet Anxiety, the number one safe, natural solution for your pet's anxiety. Visit homeopet.com or call 800-555-4461. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. In Japan, police are honoring a poodle for promoting road safety. The four-year-old poodle named Pluto was honored for walking around on his hind legs wearing a road safety sash during Japan's National Autumn Road Safety Campaign. I did not make this up. After seeing Pluto and his safety sign, passerbys contacted the police saying Pluto had given them a renewed recognition of the importance of road safety. Pluto walked on his hind legs to the police station to receive his honor. His owner, Kimio Koyama, was awarded a certificate of appreciation as well as some dog food for the award. And I was thinking a poodle walking on his hind legs in traffic would cause an accident. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Have you noticed a change in your pet's behavior during thunderstorms, fireworks, or does your pet stress out when you leave the house, suffer fear of travel or motion sickness? If you answered yes, homeopet anxiety is the number one safe, natural solution. Easy to administer. Homeopet anxiety is fast-acting and non-sedating with no known side effects. Ask your veterinarian or local pet health store for homeopet anxiety or learn more at homeopet.com or call toll-free at 800-555-4461. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio Network. Along with the responsibilities of having a 24-7 Animal Radio Network Mm -hmm. comes the news. Of course, uh, our diligent news staff here, uh, well, that's you, isn't it, pretty much? (laughs) Yeah, I wear many ears. (laughs) Yes, many cat ears, dog ears. Yes, yes, whatever it takes. See the picture on the website, you'll get that whole thing. (laughs) What's happening news this week? 
Well, there's going to be a hero dog that's the cat's meow. And this is probably going to be the first time that a dog's memorial service is going to be attended by cats by about 300 of them. Oh, well, tell me about this. Well, Ginny was named Cat of the Year, and Ginny is a dog. For her, this was back in 1998, for her uncanny skill and bravery in finding and rescuing endangered tabbies. Tabbies, okay. Yes, and Jenny's a dog. Uh, Jenny, unfortunately, just recently passed away at the age of 17 as a long career as a one-dog rescue party for hundreds of cats on Long Island South Shore who were abandoned, injured, or in harm's way. Dogs helping cats is what's happening there. Yeah, yeah and one of the among the most best-known rescues is the time that Ginny threw herself against a vertical pipe at a construction site to topple it and revealed kittens that were trapped inside. Huh. Dogs are so smart. She is, and uh, her guardian uh, says he's tried to train other dogs to do what Ginny did, but they just didn't have her. I mean... They didn't just didn't have, have it, in it have it in them. It, you know, yeah, you gotta have yeah. it. He said he, he never trained her. She was just magical in a special way, and uh, he adopted her from a shelter, and they said she had never been with cats before. She just had this knack of knowing when a cat was in trouble. So there you go. We're going to miss Ginny, and kudos to poor Ginny. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. She did very, very good in her long life, rescuing all those cats over the years. Okay, we got to get out of here, but before we do so... Never buy an animal from a breeder. Yes, it's just not the right thing to do. There's so many animals that are homeless. You can get any breed you want at a breed rescue. And if you do get an animal, please spay or neuter. If you're not sure which one, ask your vet. And if that animal happens to be a feline, please don't declaw. There you go. Coming up this next hour, if you head on over to AnimalRadio.com, we're talking about the Bonobo, which is a chimpanzee-like, human-like monkey chimpanzee (laughs) primate oh they'd kill me for saying monkey (laughs) also we're talking about horse housekeeping and knitting for your dogs that's coming up next hour at animalradio.com on the live 24 7 hour radio thingy (laughs) that we got going on there (laughs) we'll see you next week for more animal radio bye-bye bye-bye this is animal Animal. radio Network. network